0: Hello, 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 everybody. Hello to everybody who is popping into the replays. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> I am so excited to be actually doing this episode again Um to be jumping into the Chakra series, to taking in these chakras again and really getting into the in-depth understanding of the chakras. So for those who are just kind of tuning in and um, who don't know me, my name is Catherine. I am the podcast host of Chakras and Cuss Words Podcast. Uh, today is a amazing day to talk about the third eye chakra. So if you are still learning about the chakras, um, I highly recommend tapping into the podcast um, and going through the introductory series of the chakras and also going into the whole series of what The chakras are, where the chakras originated from, and really having an in-depth understanding of how you can become really centered with that energy and become aligned with it, right? So this is the third eye chakra, which is the in-depth chakra. So this is actually the sixth chakra, the sixth one. uh, There are seven for those who are still learning. And the chakras are in kind of like the midline view of us, right? They're energy alignments that uh, are actually mean a wheel. The spinning wheel is what the chakra means, is a wheel. Some people see it as energy. Some people see it as like almost like a sphere. But this energy alignment really kind of moves up the middle of each individual. And there's internal and external chakras. The third eye chakra is a little bit different than some of the other ones, right? It is one of the higher chakras. And when we are becoming aligned with energy, and a lot of times we hear people will say, My chakras are blocked. That's usually most of what people tend to hear is that the chakra is blocked. But chakras can actually be um, blocked, depleted, and actually excessive. So I'm going to get into the traits of the third eye, what the third eye chakra means, what the third eye chakra really kind of centers in right what that energy alignment really means how come it's beneficial to have an aligned third eye or quote-unquote open third eye chakra right some people will think of the third eye as almost like your psychic abilities and some people might say oh i don't know if i necessarily want a open third eye because they think if i have this open third eye i'm going to get all these messages i'm going to get all these universal downloads and it might almost be too much right it might almost be too excessive it might also be like too much energy and we tend to do see excessive third eye chakras and we do tend to see that area of where people might have an excessive chakra especially an excessive third eye chakra because there might be something missing in the root or in the sacral or in the solar plex or in the heart chakra where there's kind of like that energy that is being either depleted or excessive and it's just kind of throwing this energy alignment right up into the third eye so first we kind of kind of have to acknowledge what the third eye chakra is so the third eye chakra is right at the center of the brow level kind of at the brow line so if you were to think like you had your two uh normal eyes right your two physical conscious eyes, right in the middle area where your brow is, right above your nose, would kind of be that space where the third eye would kind of hang out, where that energy alignment is fully engaged. It also means ajana, which is the center, the center of reflection and the center of enlightenment. And the purpose of the third eye Is it like to tap into this higher energy of universal downloads or to really have a psychic alignment? Um, I actually put up one of my recent podcasts with my friend, Tracy Turner, who has been a professional psychic and psychic medium for over 40 years. So of course, she has that energy alignment in her third eye, right? This is something that she does for a living. So for her, it has a purpose, but for some of us, not it's not necessarily... That we need to be centered in that type of purpose right we don't need to really be centered in having such a high area of psychic abilities our third eye purpose looks a little different it's more of the sight stage it's more of the unconscious meeting the conscious it's also about the intuition and the wisdom And when we think about the third eye, there's many things that are happening in the universe, right, in the universal alignment, and it depends on what dimension are we viewing it from. Are we viewing it from the third dimension, the dimension that we're currently on? Are we very much centered on this third dimension of sight? We're very much centered on this third dimension of energy alignment? Or have we kind of grown and maybe we've become more how can i say it more um instinctive and we're taking more of a bird's eye view where we're kind of looking and viewing this world viewing this earth on a fifth or third dimension we have this bird's eye view where we're seeing how it all plays out right how we're seeing the players We're seeing the people evolve, we're seeing the units, we're not really seeing it from the third dimension, we're seeing it more on the fifth or the sixth dimension. It is also the area of wisdom. And when we think about the purpose of the third eye, really having that intuition and that wisdom kind of holds it back into us, right? It kind of comes back into us where we say, hey, I can trust these intuition, this intuitive thought, I can trust this intuitive sight or seeing and having a definition and also having the two um, differences really worked out from anxiety versus intuition is a big thing because a lot of people might think that they're being anxious, or they might feel anxious, which isn't really a third eye energy. That's more of a anxious energy. That's more of probably a blocked root chakra versus um, a deficiency with the third eye. So when we look at it, we have to really be able to acknowledge, is this an intuition? Is this, or is this anxiety? And we have to kind of be able to break away from using anxiety as a um, as an intuitive state, because that's really not, that's more coming from a place of fear. And uh, when we use the third eye and we tap into that energy of the third eye, it shouldn't be coming from fear. It shouldn't be coming from shame. It shouldn't be coming from grief. It shouldn't be coming from stress and it shouldn't be coming from anxiety it should really be coming from that area of enlightenment intuition seeing and wisdom and we have to hold that really strong with us we have to hold that energy really strong with us and that element of the third eye and when we think about and for those who know me i do practice a lot in astrology And when we think of the higher chakras, the higher chakra energy, we also kind of have to think of those higher zodiacs, right? Those higher areas of the um, energy alignment in the astrological houses. So people who tend to come from the 12th house, the 11th house, maybe the 10th house and the 8th house, they might have a very high intuition, right? Also like the Gemini, very high intuition, that energy that really kind of speaks volume and speaks that area. So this is actually the element of light. So when we think of the element of light, that means that we want to be practicing our third eye uh, rituals. We want to be practicing our third eye manifesting our third eye intuitions in an energy of light. We don't want to be having our third eye centered in a place of shadow. It's not how the third eye works. The third eye works in an energy of light. Um, The third eye is the sight, is the energy space of sight. So if somebody who's having vision problems or is having a depleted area of light and insight might actually have to really work on having a strong intuition having that area of sight being eliminated and really picking up that intuitive space where they know that they trust their intuition fully right so the third eye is also um the principle of creating this radiance to us, creating this radiance of energy, where we are able to trust our intuition to lead us to the next chapter, to the next chakra, which would be the crown. And really having this space of intuition, enlightenment, and light kind of guide us all the way up to the crown, where the crown's a different type of light energy, a different type of energy, but It takes knowing that you can trust your intuition and your sight to kind of get there. And the time that most people have um, developmental areas towards the third eye is gonna be around 12 years and above, right? And when we think about that age, that age of 12 and older, Like that is kind of the age that many of us might have been like in our rebellious state, right? Somebody might have told us something and we didn't necessarily listen to them. Um, We wanted to trust our own intuition. Uh, Maybe sometimes our intuition led us uh, into areas where we made... Decisions that were beneficial, maybe sometimes our choices, not necessarily our intuition, but our choices led us into places that weren't beneficial. It's also an age where we tend to pick up that energy of insight. We tend to pick up that energy of influence and we really look at it kind of like from a different spectrum. We look at it at a place where we want to be independent, right? Like at 12, we think we can freaking rule the world, right? But in all actuality, we're still gaining that wisdom. We're still gaining that insight. So a lot of times when people are about this age, they start to develop um, traits and they start to develop areas that might have energy around their third eye, either being blocked, excessive, or depleted. So, for instance, somebody who has an excessive third eye, and this is kind of something that happens with uh, trauma, uh subconsciously, we tend to have a excessive third eye. And it's because like we're hyper alert. Um, When you think of somebody who possibly has experienced something that has been life changing, and this could be coming from an area of trauma, this could be maybe working as a police officer, working as a nurse, working as somebody who has really had that energy of life and death they tend to have this space where their third eye is a little bit more excessive right they tend to value their instinct a little bit stronger because sometimes it just doesn't shut up it just is always going or they're kind of hyper aware because they've already seen people who possibly didn't trust their intuition, and I don't want to do like victim blaming, but something led them into a space where they kind of said, "Mm, something's telling me this isn't right. But for whatever reason, I'm going to continue to go into this area that possibly isn't going to be beneficial but with somebody who has this hyper awareness, like let's say a police officer, right? You can usually tell like a police officer's um, energy is a little bit different than somebody else. A police officer might go into a restaurant and this is somebody who always has to be um, on alert, right? So there are, Third eye and also their root chakra, they probably have an imbalance in their root chakra. They don't feel safe, but then also their third eye is excessive. So let's say they're going on a family dinner, right? (laughs) Just like, you know, the police officer, maybe their wife and like their kid, right? So they're going on this family dinner and the police officer is going to want to sit where he can see the door. He's going to want to know everybody who's in that restaurant. He's going to kind of like scan it, right? He's going to like do this like little scan. See see who looks like a threat versus who doesn't look like a threat. The police officer might even check where are their exits, right? Where are their exits at? And it's because they have a depleted root chakra And also because they have an excessive third eye so it's like they are always intuitively preparing themselves for areas of something happening they also might have ptsd if you have an excessive third eye and also areas of nightmares a lot of areas of nightmares and we see this a lot with um people who are first responders, they tend to have a very excessive third eye. And it's usually because they've dealt with a lot of life and death situations where they've seen a lot of casualties and they've seen death happen um, repeatedly, right? It's not like a one-time issue. Like a paramedic has probably seen uh, death probably over maybe 100 to 50 times in their lifespan. I mean especially, you know, mass casualties or a car accident that might be 6 to 7 people right there. So they have this energy about them that creates that in alignment and that excessive nice in the third eye. Also with the third eye, it is kind of that area of illusion is what one might say not beneficial for the third eye so an illusion versus a reality can be very detrimental to somebody when it comes to their energy alignment so we can be um on this space where we are thinking differently or we are thinking Outside of the box or we are thinking in this sixth dimension space But when our third eye becomes unclear It almost becomes an illusion. So what we're replacing it with is Illusions not necessarily the conscious and we do want to tap into the subconscious But we want to do it in a way where it's not creating an illusion also with the third eye it is like this dark blue indigo color and really what a balanced third eye looks like which is Kind of hard for a lot of people because a lot of people think when you hear that message of tapping into the third eye and blocking your third eye that you're going to get all these psychic downloads, which isn't necessarily true. You're actually going to receive clarity. You're actually going to receive inspiration and vision. It's not necessarily you have these massive downloads of psychic abilities. It's just having this area of trust. And when you really find that energy to spark the light of the third eye, it's going to happen very gradually and it's going to happen very instinctively. So your third eye is going to lead you in right directions when you fully trust it. And I want to get into the areas of excessive, excessive qualities of the third eye, deficient qualities of the third eye, and also balanced qualities of the third eye. So remember, The chakra system comes in different energy alignments, so it's not that everybody has a blocked chakra. You can have an excessive chakra, which sometimes to me can be harder to work with than a actual blocked chakra, because when excessive chakra happens, it's almost like you have to realize that there is a block and that there is a misalignment in the other chakras and kind of find out which chakra it is or which chakra is also excessive and is feeding all this energy into a space. So excessive qualities of a third eye look like this. So people tend to have the hallucinations or the delusions, and this is, this is kind of like that area space where um, somebody might think that if I start this, let's see, what example could I use of a delusion? Somebody might think if I start this conspiracy, right? And I'm gonna use a conspiracy because I honestly feel like conspiracies have been on the rise, right? So conspiracies all kind of start from some area of storytelling or some area of truth, right? The conspiracy starts from somewhere, something that isn't truly explained. So the unconscious is kind of like speaking to the conscious and saying, this doesn't really make sense or I feel the intuition of this. So for instance, let's say you start a conspiracy that all the cows are actually blue. They're not white and brown, um, but they're actually blue. They're actually the same color of the third eye, right? They're, they're, They're actually the same color, but These cows have been taken to some type of area and they've been basically manipulated to look like how we see them today. But these cows aren't really the colors that we see them. They're actually really blue and your conscious mind is telling you "Mm -mm, these cows are white and brown. And you're looking at the cows and you see white and brown, but you have this distinctive intuition that these cows are blue and you know they're blue. Nobody can tell you they're not blue. And you start kind of researching, right? You research about the cows and you find out like, every time that cows go to a farm, they first have to go to a market. And during this market, you come to the conclusion that this is where the coward, the cows kind of like shape shift their color, right? They're shape shifting their color and they're turning this white or brown. And you start talking about it. You know, you know, this illusion, you know, this conspiracy is true. You 100 know it's true. And now you've kind of said it to yourself over and over and over again so you decide to do some research you go onto a cow farm and you see some of these cows their hooves look blue and some people will say the hooves look blue because it's from the farmer marketing like marking them you know kind of keeping track of his cows and he puts like this blue tag on them so he knows where his cows came from or he knows how much his cows weigh. But you know these cows, the reason why they have that blue tag is because they were once blue. You start telling people about this conspiracy and you start to show the data that you've collected, the research that you collected that proves that these cows are blue. And it gets to this point where the conspiracy just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And you're saying it to yourself over and over and over again, that these cows first started out blue, but somebody took them to a company and basically made them the colors we see. And you start telling people, young people, people who not only are trusting their conscious state, but they're also trusting their subconscious state. So you start telling like, you know, the neighborhood kids, cows aren't really white and brown. Cows are blue. Somebody took them to a manufacturing place before they ended up on the farm and made them all white and brown but the cows are actually born blue. Everybody starts believing you. And next thing you know, you've created this huge illusion that comes from very limited reality and is also just creating this area of illusion and delusion that you live your life in this space. Also with hallucinations, this is a big one with an excessive third eye. Because with hallucinations, most of the time, the people really believe that they are happening to them. And yes, there's like possibilities that it could be related to PTSD, mental health, um, psychosis, but these hallucinations are really almost taking their life right? It's, it's almost becoming to this area where the hallucinations are excessive, just overly, overly happening again. And most of the time, it either comes from some sort of mental health issue, or some sort of trauma. And like I said before, trauma with a excessive third eye is something that we see a lot, especially with like PTSD, in certain people, um, who've had extremely traumatic events and nightmares is another thing that tends to kind of happen a lot with, um, excessive third eye and intrusive memories. And when we think of intrusive memories, that would be kind of the incident of the trauma, kind of the incident of the PTSD that led us up to this space that has led us up to this area where the third eye is now excessive and that is almost like its own delusion that's almost like its own illusion where we're just reliving this memory over and over again so like i said an excessive chakra can sometimes be very um, detrimental to somebody's life versus a blocked or unbalanced chakra So when we have this energy of excessiveness in the third eye, we'll also see an area where it really affects their life completely, like um, concentrating areas of having thought process and insight. It's almost like they can't concentrate on one thing because the chakra is so excessive. It's so excessive where this trauma or this, memory or this event has really almost structured their life into a place where they can't find energy alignment they can't find energy alignment to the other chakras everything is just in that space usually the root chakra is very depleted um the solar plex sometimes is very very depleted as well uh the crown chakra is usually very depleted because what happens is that energy is just kind of hanging out in the third eye space it's not really um, being distributed through the whole energy alignment it's just kind of stuck there just excessively pulling over sometimes what also happens is we will see during this time this person this individual might have a um, depleted heart chakra because what happens is they've had very poor boundaries in their own life and they've had very poor boundaries where they haven't been able to create um a healing process from this event or they haven't been able to create this area of healing and um it's almost like they have to take some of that energy out of the third eye also um what a deficient third eye would look like. So what a deficient third eye would look like is almost like the complete opposite of what an excessive third eye would be. So this would kind of be somebody who doesn't trust their intuition at all. Like their intuition is like non-existent, right? Like, uh, this would be the person who believed the cow story, right? This would be the person who said, yeah, cows are blue i totally get it i totally get it and i believe it i totally believe it so this would be somebody who just that lack of own conscious thinking and that lack is just not there it's just not fully becoming um it's just not fully becoming aligned it's just gone Um, And one of the things that we see a lot with the deficient third eye is the lack of imagination um, and the lack of trusting your own intuition. So this person will kind of get set up in these areas of almost like failure or unsuccessful events because people basically tell them what to do and their intuition is just, gone right they're they're a little naive um, probably very naive actually so this would be somebody who isn't looking for that insight they're not looking for that visualization they have a hard time visualizing it so if somebody tells them I I'm, I'm I'm you know want to start a relationship with you right and they're like who you want to start a relationship with me okay cool and they just can't visualize that and they end up pushing that person away. They have no imagination whatsoever. This is probably somebody who also doesn't dream at all, like barely ever dreams. Or if they do dream, they can't recall their dreams. Uh, The third eye is completely deficient. And it's not just the dreams, like there's more stuff, because I know there's plenty of people who dream and they feel that they have a strong intuition. But most of the time, uh, if the third eye is blocked, there's no energy towards dreaming. Also, they are in this energy of denial. And this is a big one with relationships. So if you have a deficient third eye, this is kind of like the... (laughs) The wife or maybe um, the business partner that knows that somebody is uh, lying to them so for instance instead of uh, kind of having that space where you want to know the truth you know maybe your business partner is stealing money from you and instead of trying to confront them or instead of um, coming to the space where you acknowledge that they're possibly scamming you. You just decide, eh, it can't be true. You know, like maybe even people told you, Hey, I saw your business, business partner, and man, your business must be doing good because they were spending all kinds of money or, you know, or you see the receipts, you know, the business partners out, uh, partying on the, on the credit card and, And you have that area of just, you don't want to see it, right? You just kind of like, okay, I'll I'll ask him about it later or I'll ask him about it a different day. I just, I'm just very like blinded to the truth. That's kind of what a deficient third eye looks like. Also, with a deficient third eye, when it comes to like relationships, like this possibly is like, let's say the wife and, the husband has a, a relationship on the side. Uh, maybe the wife, you know, sees some kind of extra credit card charges, and she's like, hmm, "What's going on with this?" You know, but she, she sees it, but she she just wants to ignore it. Or there's been a few times where she's maybe done his laundry and something just didn't add up. There was like a weird smell of cologne or perfume on his clothes. And, and there might have been a little bit of an intuition, right? A little bit of an intuition that's saying... Um, he's cheating but the wife decides to ignore it and i'm actually going to tell the story of um, my mom (laughs) and um, thank goodness she's not a podcast listener um so my parents um and this is what a deficient third eye looks like so my parents my father um, and my mom are now divorced but When I was younger, my father was very uh, gone a lot, I guess you could say. He was always one of those men who was barely at the house. Uh, My mom worked a lot and my dad was at work and then he would say that he was going to the gym and he would spend, you know, probably the whole day being away from the house. So probably like a... (laughs) probably around the time that I was maybe like 14, 14 or 15, um, I always, I came from a a lot of trauma. So I always had a excessive, um, not really clear because I had to uh, balance my third eye, but I always had in some ways uh, excessive third eye. So I had a feeling that my dad was cheating and I didn't have any proof right (laughs) you know I had an excessive third eye I I had a feeling my dad was cheating and I was I was right but at the time you know no proof you don't really get very far right so um a couple times I you know said to my mom and I'm about 15 and I said to my mom I said how come dad's never home and she's like well, you know, he works a lot and then after work, he goes to the gym. Okay. My dad would spend quote unquote, if he got off work at six, and I'm just, you know, doing the math. If he got off work at six, then he drove to the gym. He probably got to the gym about seven. And then that means he works out for like another two hours and then he comes home about 10 o'clock at night every night. Like you would think this dude was buff. (laughs) And that was kind of like my thing, like for somebody who goes to the gym so much, he's not very buff. But, um, so I was like, yeah, mom, you know, it just doesn't really make sense. And she's like, you know, basically, uh, mind your business. Uh, you know, mind your business, don't question, you know, the relationship of the house and blah, blah. So, okay. So, you know, I keep my opinions to myself, but I always had a strong feeling that my dad was cheating. Um, probably around, um, the age of 17, I met somebody who knew my father. And they told me that my dad was basically a a cheater. And I kind of knew it already. Um, And I think I decided at this time I wasn't going to tell my mom because I felt like if my mom really wanted to find out or if my mom really wanted to look at that area of vision and clarity and insight, that it would be up to her, right? I'm sure she didn't want her bratty 17-year-old daughter saying like, hey, dad's cheating like how do you not see this right so probably another two years go by and then one day i'm at a restaurant and um i'm at the restaurant and all of of a sudden i get like this very strong intuition that's saying like look over there so i look and it's my dad with this other woman and you know, like when you look at somebody and they know, like you're looking at them and then they look at you, that's basically what happens. So then my dad looks at me and he sees me and he like comes over and he has like this look on his face that is just like guilty. (laughs) You know, I don't know else how to explain it, but it's just like guilty. And, um, and I come and I, you know, and I, get very upset at the restaurant and I end up leaving. And, um, at the time I didn't go home. I went to my boyfriend's house at the time. Um, I went to my boyfriend's house and I was like, you know, very upset and I was crying and I called my mom and I, and she's like, what is it? And I'm like, you know, crying. And I'm like, I saw a dad. And, and she was like, was he, he with another woman and i was like yeah and she's like i knew it right like basically she's like i knew it um and she's like you know i'm so sorry you had to see it blah blah and stuff like that so basically um a year goes by and they try to work it out but it ends up they don't work it out he's just who he is and who he is is one of those men who don't change So my mom decides that, you know, she needs to leave him and they need a divorce and blah, blah. Well, one night, my mom, she's always kind of been somebody who likes her, um, wine. (laughs) So, um, one night, you know, she's had a couple glasses of wine and she goes, you know, I thought he was cheating on me for about maybe 10 to 15 years. And I never said anything. And I was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) like, you know, what do you say to that? Right. And you're like, wow. And then she goes, I asked him and he told me the truth that he's been messing with that girl for 10 years. And I never acknowledged it. I lived in the blind truth, right? I blinded my truth. And basically that's what a deficient third eye. Resembles in a relationship is when you know something is wrong in the relationship and you know something is um, Intuitively speaking to you about the relationship is intuitively speaking and it doesn't have to necessarily be infidelity because I mean infidelity is a horrible thing with a relationship especially if somebody is betrayed, but it's not necessarily the only thing that happens in a relationship. There's people who have maybe um, problems with gambling or alcoholism or other issues going on with the relationship. But one partner has that area of deficient third eye, of a deficiency in the third eye, and they tend to ignore it. They tend to let it slide. They tend to let it go. And what happens with the third eye, when you have a third eye that is very deficient, um, you can't live in this dark state forever. And you have to think of the element of the third eye. That state, that area of darkness, there's always going to be some sort of light. Always. It's either going to happen where you have to maybe not accept it, but you have to acknowledge it because other people are seeing it so just because my mom had a deficient third eye in her relationship where she didn't see the cheating she didn't see the hurt she didn't see the betrayal the other people in the family did not i did not so i saw it so i had that light where it forced my light on her you know it maybe wasn't the right time for her to see it or maybe it wasn't the time, but whatever happens, and this is a true saying, whatever happens, and this is more interpersonally, whatever happens in the dark and you suppressing that third eye energy, that light will find its way. It will come, it will come where you have to see it. You will have to acknowledge it at some point. So when you are living in a relationship where it is that dark energy, that blind and deficient energy of the third eye, just acknowledge that sooner or later, that truth is going to come out. That instinct that you've been oppressing is going to come out. Also with the third eye, Um, A lot of people who have um, deficiencies with the third eye, and it could be something that has happened to trauma, with trauma. And the reason why I talk about trauma and healing so much, because in all honesty, that's where most of the deficiencies usually happen, is with the healing process and with the trauma and the pain. And everybody hears trauma and they think it has to be like this huge, horrible thing, right? It doesn't. It doesn't have to be like this huge, horrible event, even though most people who have excessive third eyes have had a lot of events over and over. But sometimes the trauma looks a little bit different. It looks different for everybody. You know, my trauma is I have obviously a lot of insecurities with trust, right? So I have a depleted uh, and blocked energy of the heart chakra. It's very hard for me to trust people. Even though I have a strong intuition, it's still very hard for me to trust people, especially relationships, especially men. Um, But also my trauma might look different than yours, right? Your trauma could be like, let's say you were in a car accident, you have all these safety issues, right? My trauma might be, you know, something like my father never picked me up at school i once stayed at school for like six hours or you know or three hours until six o'clock at night because nobody picked me up so trauma looks different to different people right so depending on what that area is around the third eye it takes understanding and sometimes People who have deficient third eyes also have poor memory, so they don't r- recall the incidents for them, living in the blind truth and not remembering them is easier right There's some traumas that um I don't really speak of too much, but uh, I have started to just because I think it helps me clear out my energy and I'm you know not trying to like trauma dump or anything but it's come to a place where I've been in this energy work of healing and in on this healing journey, and our healing journey never ends. It ne- it never ends, right? Um, it looks different to people and to everybody. It looks different. It never really ends. So, for me, having to talk about like certain traumas and certain memories and certain areas of my life, I feel are beneficial for letting people know that um, we all have our our stories and our stories may look different to each other but if we can remember it recall it and release it it's so much beneficial than just not acknowledging it and just living in that blind truth energy so what a third eye that is balanced looks like so a third eye that is balanced is a beautiful thing. It is, in all honesty, one of the highest chakras for a reason, right? Is because it takes work to get there. It's not something that's going to happen overnight. Um, I'm still balancing my third eye as you know, as every day goes, right? It's it's something where um, you have to trust your intuition, and for many people um it's hard to sometimes trust our intuition it's hard to trust that insight that we get that little message that we get and once i stopped oppressing it and really became aligned with it 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 was beneficial for me um and that's really what it is about is like each person's own energy and each person's own energy alignment so for some people it might not be beneficial to speak of all their traumas. It might not be beneficial to speak of all their areas that they've worked through. Right. But for some, it's beneficial. And for some, it's this energy that's really in their own divine path. So a balanced third eye is very imaginative. Um, It's not illusional it's not delusional and it's not in an area of obsessiveness. It's more in this energy of imagination where you can see your insight and you can see your clarity, you can see your path. Like somebody says to you, you should probably write a book. You're like, hmm, I'm not really a writer, but maybe I can do like an audio format. Right or maybe I can share my studies in other ways, or maybe I can do this. And it's something that you want to do. You're also imaginative in the space of your path. You see next steps to your path and how you can work towards your path of enlightenment and insight. And what it really boils to is getting to that crown chakra, right? Getting to that crown chakra energy. Um, You're insightful. You share wisdom. Not only are you seeking to gain wisdom, but you're insightful in the choices of energy that you choose to be centered with, right? Like you're not fully centered on those conspiracy theories about how all the cows were blue. You're more centered on other things that you can explain and that you can explain to other people. So you have that area of insight where, you know, where you want to put your clarity to also with a, um, balanced third eye is you tend to remember your dreams. And I'm going to tell you guys this. If you have an excessive third eye where you have a lot of nightmares, you're actually going to want to talk kind of break away from the meditation. Um, Excessive meditation can also be too much. And it really does bring that energy towards the third eye and also the crown chakra. But if it's getting to the place where the dreams are excessive and you're having a lot of intrusive memories and the hallucinations are just becoming too vivid where the dreams are waking you up in your sleep, then you're actually gonna wanna practice more grounding and grounding has its own energy um it's not as distinctive as meditation with the third eye but it has its own area where it's going to bring that energy towards the root towards the sacral and towards the solar plex towards towards those um, three lower chakras and also you're going to want to really start to um eat more root based plants. So you're going to want to eat more carrots, more sweet potatoes, more energy um, foods that are aligned like that. And the reason why is because you're trying to take some of that energy out of the third eye space and reducing the meditation uh, helps. There's other stuff you can do like journaling, um, shower rituals, bath rituals, grounding, but try to take away some of the meditative practices. Also, um, one of the things that you really might have a problem with if the dreams are too much is um, and you still want to kind of sleep, I would recommend almost like a silent sound energy where it's not really like a meditative state, but it's kind of like the nature sounds and it's probably about an hour before you sleep and disconnect from a lot of the um, energy devices the cell phone the tv the radio probably at least one to two hours before you sleep uh also for um, dreams if you are trying to get tapped into your dreams then and let's say you don't dream at all right you just do not dream then you are going to want to start to do some meditations also um guided meditations are good especially if you're trying to tap into that dream cycle and also when you first get up um try to remember what you recall from the dreams who were in the dreams. And if you can just write like a little something on a dream journal, a lot of people think that dream journals are kind of odd, but, um, because they don't remember. But if you just write like how you felt in the dream, I felt at peace or I felt calm or I was scared, or there were people I didn't recognize in the dream or, I recognized, um, you know, maybe my sister was in the dream or my dad was in the dream. So it just kind of depends on who you can remember, what you can remember. But try to like take note of that. Um, Sometimes that helps with remembering um, the dreams. Also um, with the third eye, you you should remember your dreams if you have a balanced third eye. Also, you feel clear, like your insight is clear. It's not delusional. It's not excessive. It's not um, loudly abrupt. It, it feels clear. You're able to kind of live in the sight that you see. You enjoy the energies of the shadow and you also enjoy the energies of the sight. Um, it's, it feels balanced. You feel balanced with your intuition. You don't feel like you're excessively seeking um, messages or you're excessively seeking uh, an intuitive process that you can make a, a decision. You can see the vision. Also with a balanced third eye, it is really the visualization of knowing that you're making good choices and making sure that your instinct is kind of telling you where to place the next step, right? Or maybe there's not really a next step to place. And sometimes for people, this one is, um, (laughs) you know, a a lot of life coaches (laughs) don't like this step, but acknowledging that you're at peace at the state you're at, right? We don't always need to be growing. We don't always need to be doing something new. We don't always need to be starting a new project. We don't always need to um, be self-improving. I mean, yes, self-improvement comes natural, but self-improvement can be a very toxic word in some ways because what's to say that I'm not already aligned? What's to say that I'm not already in a good space, right? We need to stop being in competition with what we think is alignment sometimes just being knowledgeable in the space that you're in and enjoying that space and time that you're currently in is your own vision it doesn't have to be like i need to make a hundred sales or i need to start a new business or i need to get a different job sometimes just being acknowledgeable that the space that you're in feels comfortable. It feels good. It feels aligned. Um, And sometimes that's what being in your vision state looks like is enjoying it, like enjoying the vision, enjoying that time, enjoying that memories and enjoying that space. Um, So I want to thank everybody who came into the room about the third eye. Um, this is one of the series for in-depth understanding of the chakras. If you are learning about the chakras, I highly recommend going through the whole series of introduction of the chakras. It's all seven. What is a chakra? And then doing the in-depth. After this um, series, I'm probably going to do a series on healing and aligning each chakra one by one but the chakras is a daily practice it's nothing that you can do just one time go to a reiki session and then you're aligned those are tools those are resources but really living within your chakra energy and your own energy alignment is a daily practice. It's a daily step. It's something you do every day. So I want to thank everybody who popped in and have an amazing day. Bye.